or watching online, we're glad joining us on this, joining us on this November evening. All those who have left, we're so blessed that rain, all this is rain. We're New Englanders. We're New Englanders. We can handle anything. So let's pray. So let's pray because we're going to get into some things tonight that I think you'll probably be a blessing to you. Father, we thank you. Tonight, tonight, we're going to be the privilege of being able to come together and worship, honor you, and honor you, and speak, and to speak, and listen to you more openly and publicly. We're aware tonight, we're aware tonight that there are many of our brethren throughout the world that do not have freedom, they have this freedom, but they have to gather together literally under the fear of their life, and yet they do. Father, so often we take, so often we take for granted the freedom that we have in this nation. All the many things that are wrong, many things that are wrong here, and yet it seems to get getting worse and worse. This is the nation of the greatest nation on the face of the earth. Thank you that you, we thank you that you have placed us in here for this place. Thank you for this privilege. We pray for our leaders as you were in just to do, and join us to do, Father. We pray for our leaders that give them the wisdom, you would give them the wisdom, especially they need, especially those that do not agree with the wisdom, they may need the wisdom more than any. Pray, Father, pray, Father, that for the church, pray, Father, for your kingdom, your kingdom to come and your will to be in this place, and through this place, and through your church. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Would you spur my heart and so pray tonight that the Holy Spirit would put in my heart and words and give me the words and more than anything wanting to communicate mind, not from mind to mind, but from heart to heart. We thank you, Father, and we thank you, Father, for Jesus' privilege in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, in the finals well, that I've had lately, interesting, it's just it's just it's not as interesting, it's not surprising. The Holy Spirit kind of brings all these together with things to teach you. Gordon's been teaching and Pastor Ray's been teaching when we did Thank you. 
to talk about the is another aspect of something that, and this is something that just about just I thought about just touching me at time. A good friend of mine sent me a book which I've never heard of before. Talk about began to talk about this issue and it's really hard so I just my heart so I just felt with you and I'm going to share with you tonight. Trust that it does trust that it does for you what is done for you what is done for me. So we're talking about something we're talking about coming into God's presence. One of the things one of the things holds it me that holds it me that I may not hold it to me. Every day, the 
fact, the last verse of chapter 2 of Genesis gives me an insight, gives this great insight. It says that they were both naked and they were both naked and they were not ashamed. But the same signals, they were still conscious of God, they weren't even aware of themselves. And the very first things, the very first things Satan tries to do is to get them conscious selves of themselves. But basically, basically saying God's keeping something from you entitled that you're entitled to. The moment they began to look at themselves, they began to wear it, and then they were naked, and they were going to cover themselves by something they made for themselves. So they took leaves, and they covered their nakedness with their own self-represents and self-represents self-represents. Whatever ourselves look, make ourselves look good in our sight, in the jealous sight, and in God's sight. God came on this, and he gives them a count what he does. What he does is he slays the animals and sacrifices of the sacrifice of blood. There was food of that left, food of that sacrifice. He covers their sin with the animal sacrifice. And that's not something they can do for themselves. They were getting a little astounded. God created them for God created them for in the sight. Everything in the Bible from Genesis 3 from Genesis 3:15 up until the time that Jesus comes, everything in the everything everything is intended is intended to help us restore that restore that relationship with each one of us had with that God had with them at the beginning. So we have to keep that as our focus. Whatever God is doing with us, whatever God is teaching us, whatever God corrects us, whatever God challenges us, what He is positioning us to position us so that He can have that intimate relationship that He had with that He had with that first man. And we can see this, and you can see this in the lives of some people that had a sense of so we have the so we have the we have the Apostle Paul. So Paul talks, Apostle Paul talks in several places. And one of my book of favorites is the book of Philippians. It talks about what Paul talks about what drives. Spirit, at some point, the spirit of his own life. And he 
to run away from God after God because for every way he went, everywhere God went to bring the gospel, he was buffeted by his divine messengers of Satan himself. They came to buffet him through the persecution of things, through these physical things, and he said, stop, but you couldn't stop at one point. He was in the same point, he was in the same point. They dragged him out and they stoned him for death. Think about it, he backed him out. He thought he was dead. I don't know. But he got back up and still went back into the city. And when you know, it's interesting, and when, you know, it's interesting when, when COVID here years ago was on, three years ago was on, uh, the church had to shut down. One of my friends, one of my friends, one of my friends, one of my friends, one of said, John said, most of Paul wrote most of his letters from jail. So the fact that the church, so the fact that the church was not shut down cannot stop the gospel. So if you've seen some, if you've seen some of the pictures of the jail he was in, or people said, not like our jail today, and there were holes in the ground, and dug in the ground, and you're sitting down there, and you're saying, other little, and there's another little after with the crawling animals that visit you, and visit you, and maybe nibble on you. So it was not stopping him. Why? Because everything, because everything, what he was asked for, Passing values than what he was going through. And every day we make, and every day we make in our life these changes, we make these changes, and this is what we're going to do. And that's just not what I was planning to talk about tonight. That's what I want to do. Let me settle all that. Let me settle all that. One of the things that calls us these images is these images as we are, what he's really, really like. I'm taking this book, so I'm just taking this book over this stage and do a verse, which is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it's Mark, it's an S Mark, it's Matthew. 
leaders of his area, between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and some others, were keeping on, were keeping on people, on their people, all these rules, all these rules and regulations. They took the Ten Commandments, the ten commandments the law, and the law, and they extended them to the 630 rules and regulations, rules and regulations how you, including how you had, had to wipe the inside of your ceremonial Jesus has issued an invitation to you personally to relieve that burden. 
from you. But the way you do it, but the way you do it is to come to him. And and I and I give you will give you rest. Now the rest here doesn't mean take a nap, doesn't mean you know, doesn't mean you know, doesn't vacation, it doesn't mean you stop studying your Bible, stop going to church. It means what's rest from these burdens. There's these burdens, you know, there's these burdens, you know, there's a burden of the story, children, 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 walking around with a huge burden on the back, burden on his back, and now it's weighing him down, making everything in his life difficult. He gets until he gets to the, to the gate where the, the, the cross is and it removes the burden. Now he's going to give you rest. Now he's going to give you rest. Now he's going to tell us, now he's going to tell us, he allows this, he will give us this, what is the next verse? So go to the next verse. Take my yoke, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, and learn from me. Now we're familiar, all probably familiar with what a yoke is. With what a yoke is. Have you seen oxen? I don't, I don't know if you use the name for it. But this would be a wooden, this would be a wooden yoke. The word yoke there actually is a great word. Either which means either a bar or a balance or a balancing. But in this case, it refers. In this case, it refers to the yoke that they would be over the oxen in a tent. In a tent. Jesus. 
Jesus tells you about his heart. The Bible talks about his glory, talks about his glory, the Bible talks about the Bible talks about his authority, the Bible talks about the Bible talks about all kinds of things about him. But this is the only place that I know of where it tells us about where it tells us about his heart. And why is the and why is the heart so important? So is that he's 
cancel it now. Jim's old doesn't mean weak. Anybody that's a TV show a long time ago, most of you probably will remember. Remember TV show called General Ben? Remember that show? Remember that show? What was Ben? Ben was an old man. Ben was a lamb. Ben was a bear. 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 Ben was
separated from the minds of God. It sees all men, it sees everything in terms of the realizations of its own ability to understand it. That's what we're dealing with in our culture today. People don't understand, people don't understand what you and I believe because they're looking at human terms of what the human mind can understand. Here. So Peter is a disciple of the disciples and the Heavenly Spirit that tell this more, and they look up and here's a finger walking on the water towards them. So what are they going to do? So what are they going to do? They're going to process what they see through their human understanding. And in their human understanding, that can't be a man. Because a man can't walk on the water. So it's got to be something else. So when our human comprehends it, oh, therefore it has to be a ghost. So they thought it was a ghost. Because they're thinking, because they're thinking in human understanding about what the Jesus did. Jesus didn't do that. That's why the fact that they only had one loaf of bread is by the fact that they that's why the fact that they only had a boy's lunch and they might have chosen a children first woman to draw the feet. He was all the bread, but he wasn't limited by what they had. He didn't think in terms of he didn't think in terms of what he had. He thought in terms of what his father could do. Because his answer was, bring it to me. Their answer was, their answer was, we gotta go out town and find out whether the shop is my lunch. We can't oh my gosh, we can't find a just big shop. I guess we can't do it. Thank you. 
when they want to come to the sound, they know this word, that's not what this word means. Just think about it. Just think about it. This is, how, this is, this is John tells us, John tells this one, that we're, this one that we're studying tonight, this is the one for whom the worlds were made. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. This is the one for, this is the one for, this is the second person of the Godhead. And how did he come to earth? How did he come to earth? Did he come with great, 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 on and the devil was born in the lowliest possible condition you could have been. No reputation, no reputation, no one no important to be there, but to know God wanted them to know, they found there, they found out. You know, he didn't even, you know, roll the infant, you know, the infant to be born. Loneliness, loneliness. But that word also, and that word also means because of that approachable, he's approachable. And that fits into what, that fits into what we're talking about. So here we have the Son, so here we have the Son of God, the King of Kings, the Lord of the Lord, our Savior, our Lord, our Savior, sits at the right hand, who sits at the right hand of the Father right now, in glory. John, he's pure to John, he's all for the most of all for the high revelation, high and lifted up of the Philippians of the Philippians, God is highly, this God is highly exalted and given in name, above every other name, above every other name, that the nation that name, he shall bow, and every name shall bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, he's approachable. And yet he's approachable. His very heart, his very heart, with all of that, with all of that, that he is, that he is approachable, approachable. There's some great sports, there's some great the sports figures that have read stories about, read stories about when you're going to that one to get their autograph and they brush them off because they're too important. And then I've heard stories of some other stories of some other sports figures that have spent just sitting, talking, just sitting, talking to the autographs, signing the autographs, and, and, and because they're talking, because they're approachable. That's an attitude of the heart. That's an attitude of the heart. Because when you're, because when you're, when you're prideful, when you're conscious of who you are, and your identity is tied in who you are, then you don't want to be seen, you don't want to be seen with people that are at your value and increase your value with others. So Jesus, so Jesus in his heart is mild and gentle. Mild and gentle. He's, not, he's, not, he's, not, he's not angry. Tony Cook has a great, Tony Cook has a great message, I think he may have written a book on it, message years ago, he wrote a message on, the Lord is our shepherd, the Lord is our shepherd, not our taskmaster. The Israelites had come, the Israelites had come out of 430 years on the bond, they served as our taskmaster. Taskmaster, taskmaster is trying, trying to get a product and work and product out of you. He doesn't care about you. So he'll do whatever is necessary, he'll do whatever is necessary to get the work out of you. Shepherd. A shepherd loves his sheep, loves his sheep, cares for his sheep, cares for his sheep, even to the Bible he says, the Bible says, his life to lay his life down for the sheep, for the sheep. And Jesus has laid his, Jesus has laid his life down for us. For us. I was talking about his heart, talking about his heart. And it's, I just encourage you encourage you to lose your, your mind to this. Think about this verse and roll it over. Think about how do you see him? Do you see him as you see him as approachable? approachable? Some of you may. Well, let's go on. There's a little bit let's more. Let's go on. There's a little bit more. I want to share here about this. That means he's very. That means he's very approachable. Now, yo, we talked. Now, yo, we talked about that earlier. It's a heavy wooden bar. It's a heavy wooden bar. Wooden bar placed over a mother bird to pull a load. It's in great contrast. It's in great contrast. His yoke. His yoke. Now, we're going to talk about now. Take my yoke. Take my yoke on you. Upon you. Contrast in contrast to the yoke. They didn't keep the rules. They didn't keep the rules. They didn't, they 
they don't play schools close to the walls. So that would get them in their possession. Them in their possession. Get them feeling good about themselves. good about themselves. Jesus represents. Jesus represents a contrast. Religious burdens. The religious burdens placed on believers. If you watch the shows, if you watch the shows, brought out in there, brought out in there. Seems that seems that seems in the church, but there's also where Jesus, where Jesus is telling you, don't say that it's not the synagogue on a Sabbath day. On a Sabbath day, and there's a man with a withered, there's a man with a withered hand, and Jesus, and Jesus speaks to the hand, speaks to the hand to come out and be normal, to come out and be normal like the other hand responds, and the hand responds. That's a whole other message. So he's healed this. So he's healed this man. The problem is, the problem is, it's on the wrong day. So he blew it. So he blew it. And they get angry. And they get angry at him because he didn't keep because he didn't keep the Sabbath law. It's interesting because one of the verses because one of the verses says this two verses another thing this is where another situation where because the disciples because the disciples were hungry on the Sabbath they said on the Sabbath day they start kicking the head of the grain that's violating that's violating the law the Sabbath law that's work because that's work and so the Doesn't mean there's no work involved. The word easy there. 
easy there means mild, pleasant, and much helpful for what you have to do. So his words, so his his burden that he has on you there is a paradox. He's saying, come to me, he's saying, come to me, all you that are burdened, you rest, and I will give you rest. And that's why I'm going to give you rest, as I'll give you my burden. But the book of Scott, really, the book of Scott, really, uses this example. Come to me, and it's coming on the man of the it's drowning, burdened with drowning, burdened with drowning, like there's no hands in my life, and so I want to put something in it, and I'm drowning, because I'm already drowning, and yet it's the life of the something designed in hell to lift things out of it. So let's look at a couple of examples. Let's look at a couple of examples, because we can hear the key here, theology is not the theology, the key here is not simple to hear, not simple to hear is not something to be here, to give you something to give you something you can begin to let it to see what is the heart of Jesus. As you read the Gospels, begin to look at for Jesus' heart for his people. So let's just look at so let's just look at us a couple of examples. If you're most of these you're very familiar with. In Mark chapter one, in Mark chapter one, verse forty, this similar there's a this similar in Matthew chapter Matthew chapter in Matthew chapter eight. This different verse of different verses. Jesus has come down from the mountain teaching us what we call the sermon what we call the sermon. And a leper and a leper comes to him. Understand what this understand what this leper is a man who leper is a man who at that time had a disease because this literal eating his flesh away and then eventually his bones. It's highly contagious, it's highly contagious with self they had as a result they had to live in colonies by themselves. Covered over they had to be covered over with the law so ugly they were so ugly and also to protect themselves. I can't imagine what the smell was like. It was rotting flesh. And the law required the law required everybody got that if anybody got within a certain distance of them, they had to cry out unclean, unclean, unclean. So we've talked about so we've talked about some of living in a society where rather isolated on each other, but isolated them from everybody else was their flesh. Nobody wanted to get near you, and it was illegal for you to get near other people. And he has no hope. And he has no hope. He can't be with his family. He can't be with his family. He can't do his job for him. Whatever he did for him, he has no hope. His life is a slow, painful process of dying. He cares about Jesus. He cares about Jesus. And he comes to Jesus. And he comes to Jesus. Jesus comes out from this great success of preaching on the mountain. And he comes in this leper. He falls down and he falls down and worships him. I don't know. Says, I don't know if you. I, can, I know you, but I don't know if you. But I don't know if you will or willing to heal me. And 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 Mark Luke, in Mark's version, Jesus says, and Jesus moved with compassion. With compassion, feel compassion. Where do you feel compassion? And so what motivated? So what motivated him? What we're talking about? What what we're talking about? What motivated him? What motivated him? Part is what motivated him. What motivated him was compassionate for this man. And Jesus did. And Jesus did the unthinkable. Jesus reached. Jesus reached his hand out. I can't wonder what was going. I can't wonder what was going through that man's mind. The idea of somebody. The idea of somebody touching. I don't know if we're getting it. He hasn't been human. He hasn't been human in years. In years. And here is Jesus. And here is Jesus. So moved with, so moved with compassion. Afraid of getting. Wasn't afraid of getting left or something. John chapter 11. 
start. Pharisees think they're going to get her. Pharisees think they're going to get her. They come to Jesus. So they come to Jesus. I'm going to find out what he's doing right before that. And they bring this woman who was caught in that one of the virgins, in the very active of God. They throw her down and they throw her down in front of him as a challenge. I don't know where the guy was. 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 With a challenge, as the law of Moses, as the law of Moses, they were trying to catch him, teaching things that violated things that violated Moses, the law of Moses. So they didn't care about. So they didn't care about this woman. They didn't care. They didn't care what her life was doing, why she was doing this. They didn't care. They didn't care about her. They were trying to catch. Jesus. used her. So they used her as an example. They throw her down in front of him. This woman, this this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. Moses is law said she's supposed to be stoned. What do you say? What do you say? Pastor Chris uses the Pastor Chris uses an example in terms of wisdom in terms of wisdom. Jesus didn't react right Jesus didn't react right away. So he kneels down and so he kneels down and he starts doodling in us. And there's all kinds of there have been all kinds of writing, commentaries writing what was he writing? Obviously it wasn't didn't tell us because it didn't tell us. And then he stands up. And then he stands up. Maybe he was waiting to hear what the Spirit of God was telling him to say. And he gets up and he gets up and he says this. He says, "He says, all right, you're right. All right, you're right. The law says. The law says this woman's guilty. This woman's guilty, and the law says she deserves death. But now let's talk. Now let's talk about what she's guilty. Now let's talk about who has the right to carry out the punishment. That's a different issue. That's a different issue. So let he. So let he who was without sin throw the first stone. Throw the first stone." So he turns it back on them. And turns it back on them. And I love it. It says, and I love it. It says, he slowly walked away. Slowly walked away. Starting with the first. Who probably had more to remember. Had more to remember. And he walks away. And he now walks away. And now here's the scene. I wonder what's going to this woman. I wonder what's going to this woman's mind. I mean, she thinks she's going to die. And, and they've all left now. And they've all left now. And now she's now facing. She's now facing. The only holy one, the only holy one, the pure holy one that's ever lived on this earth. And she looks up at him, and she looks up at him. What do you think the Lord wants you to think the look on his face is? He's angry over that. He's angry over that. And I thought, he could have, by the way, he could have picked up the stone. Because he was the only one, because he was the only one that was without sin. That was without sin. But although he had a right, although he had a right under the law to judge her, to judge her, and to execute her, he chose instead of out of the compassion of his heart to give her an opportunity. To give her an opportunity. And he said, "Where are your accusers?" And he said, "Where are your accusers?" He said, "Well, they all gone away." Neither do I. He said, "Then neither do I." But then he went on and said, but "Then he went on and said, go ahead, you're forgiven. Go ahead, you're forgiven. But sin more." So it wasn't that he didn't address, wasn't that he didn't address the sin. He addressed that he gave her out of compassion opportunity. That opportunity. Let's look at another example here. Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. I love this verse. If you don't, you've got to listen to it carefully. You've got to listen to it carefully. It goes into the story, goes into the story of the lost. It starts out by saying, it starts out by saying, the publicans and the sinners came to hear what Jesus had to say. I've often, I've often mentioned to the congregation, mentioned to the congregation, it haunts me. It haunts me. Why? If they, why? If they came, these are sinners. These, these are sinners. These are people that know they're bad. They know they've messed up in life. They came. If they came, hear what he had to say. Hear what he had to say. Why don't they come to hear? Why don't they come to hear what we have to say? Here's a man. Here's a man that's absolutely 
I read it. 
Receive that invitation and respond to that invitation. Pray for that in Jesus. Pray for that in Jesus' name.